This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, which, come on, let's face it, you do. Make sure to tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, the app, or my site, AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little raviolis. It's me, Allison. And don't even tell me that it's supposed to be ravioli because ravioli is plural and raviolis is not a thing. I don't know if that's true. I just feel like it is and I feel like it's something you would tell me. Because I feel like raviolis sound like I'm addressing a bunch of you and ravioli is just like your one big noodly person. Stuffed with cheese. Anyway, before the show officially starts, the show with Joe Coy, which is a very good show, by the way. He went into all sorts of stuff that he hasn't talked about uh, before, all sorts of stuff about his background. Um, but before that, we have time for uh, a few words. Hello, Gary. Hey, Allison. Um, I didn't know. Do you always rock the one earphone on, one earphone off? Or are I, you sometimes two on? Sometimes I'm two on, but more often than not, there's one off. Yeah. Some, I'm usually like three quarters on. I like to tip it back yeah. a tiny bit just I so I too. know I'm still in reality. I do that too. I just A lot of times in this room, you can hear things going on out there, and I like to know if someone's coming to kill us. Right. Just, you know, better safe than sorry. I uh, used to work at a place where people would have these little mirrors that they would stick on their computers so they would see someone approaching. Yeah, that's just weird. I know. It's like having a rear view mirror in your computer. I would just – I would stare at myself all the time. Yeah, that's that sounds to me like the guy who's got the rear view mirror on his bicycle helmet. Oh, I haven't seen that. You've I never, want to. You've never seen a rear view mirror on a bicycle helmet No, before? where does it go? It sticks out the helmet and it's like a little like – like a dentist mirror. Uh-huh. And it's just like kind of sticks like above your eye so you can sort of like look up to the right and see behind you. I it's kind crazy. of love and hate that. Yeah. I'm secretly jealous of the people who have the confidence to rock. <laughs> right. All right. I I'm think- sorry. Before we get to whatever – I'm not over Matt showering. Oh, over his I, addressing how he showers? Yeah. And we'll save most of this for the Thursday show, but I had to mention it. I can't. I, I can't handle it. It's crazy to me. Well, I feel we're, we're into it. Let's just get into it a little bit. We'll just rehash it on the Thursday show. So on the most recent show, listeners, it's the one that came out on Thursday for you when you listen to this, uh, Matt said that the way he showers, he never f- directly faces the stream of water. He just has his back to it. And, he, and when he wants to get the front of him wet, he just leans back and lets the water like arc over his manly shoulders or and somehow hopefully run into a little rivulet down his man parts or something. Um, what What... There's so many things that could be bothering you about that, Gary, but what mostly is? It's just insane to me. That doesn't – that does not seem like an efficient way to work. It sort of seems like if you want to put water in a glass, if instead of just putting it into the faucet, you took a sip, you, put your, you took a sip, swished it around, and then spit it into a glass. It would get there. It just seems to be going on a much more indirect path. Yeah. I, I've – Taking a lot of joy in asking everyone around here how they shower. No, I bet no one does it that way. Nope. But I've decided that he must be – that this is too crazy for him to be insane and we must all be be nuts. And I've started referring to myself and other people who move in the shower as travelers. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Does, do his showers take a long time? Because no. think about it. In a shower no, that has really poor water pressure – but, I mean, we have decent water pressure at our house, but he is easily third on the list of people who shower the longest out of four of us. Third or fourth. Like, he's the fastest. Maybe it's a time-saving maneuver because there's not all that turning around. Maybe. Traveling. All that traveling. All that traveling. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to shower them that way. I tried it. How, <laughs> how'd it go? It works. It's vexing, but it works. Yeah, I mean, is there any upside? No. 
I mean, I guess if you're scared of slipping. But I'm not. <laughs> you just plant your feet and you don't I, go anywhere? Yeah, you just, yeah, you're not traveling. But I mean, what if you want to get your face wet? Oh, I guess you just dip back. Yeah, you just that lean just back feels further. All, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I would throw my back at it. It feels all wrong. Yeah. You know what feels all right? What's that? I'm going to do this, and then we do iTunes Comment of the Week. Hulu Plus. I love Hulu Plus. So do I. I have been watching a ton of stuff on Hulu Plus, particularly Blacklist right now. Uh, And for people who are also watching Blacklist, and I've said, let me know what you're watching on Hulu Plus. They have all sorts of stuff. Um, I want to know so we can binge watch together. And I've been watching Blacklist, but I am getting bumped by her wig. And that is not a spoiler. It's not a plot point. It's just that the actress has short hair in real life, but they want her character to have long hair. And so she's wearing a wig. And every time I watch, I think violence and also wig. Anyway, here's the thing. You need Hulu Plus. You never have to be bored again. You can watch thousands of hit shows from your phone, from your tablet, from your computer. You can hook it up to your TV. All sorts of ways to watch. Um, you can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesome, starring SNL's Seth Meyers, and Moon Boy, starring the dreamy Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. For only $7.99 a month, you can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. So just for example, just a few of the bazillion shows they have. SNL, Modern Family, The Office, Mindy Project, Following, Grey's Anatomy, Vampire Diaries, Scandal, before mentioned Blacklist. Uh, Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. And that's a special offer for my listeners. So again, go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, so you get the extended free trial. Or just go to the Hulu Plus banner on my website at AllisonRosen.com. Okay, iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Punky B and is titled Go F Yourself. Recent convert to the Allison Rosen showboat, and I love you guys. You are all so funny and relatable when talking about everyday things, and you make me feel so normal. Not in the sense that I'm normal compared to you weirdos, but in the sense that you make me realize that all the things I thought made me an alien compared to other people are in fact normal. I also love your insights into relationships. As a new listener, I was taken aback by the Hey Go Fuck Yourself segment. My initial reaction was to wonder how someone as seemingly kind as Allison would be so mean. Now I want to thank you guys for this segment for helping me to realize that it's okay to be angry with people who mistreat us. It's been so ingrained in me to be nice to everybody that I've been letting people bully me in my adult life and even believing it to be my responsibility to make everyone like me instead of keeping them out of my life. Thank you guys and rock on. Yes, Punky B. Yes. I hear that so loudly. Um, anyway, though, yeah, it should be said the Hey, Go Fuck Yourself segment. We're not actually saying to people, Hey, Go Fuck Yourself to their face. We're saying it behind their back. <laughs> On the internet. Uh, yeah, arguably worse. But it's really just a chance to blow off some steam. Uh, and the most recent Hey, Go Fuck Yourselves were I, I was pulling way back into um, things that had upset me in college. And I was letting those people know they can go fuck themselves. And I almost even said their names, except then I did a quick Google search and discovered they're still in the exact same positions of power and jobs that they were back then. So I guess I'll be going to fuck myself on that one. I'd like to hear it. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You need that. It's a ringtone. 
I think in the episode I explain how you can get it, but since I've already started mentioning it, you can get it by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself with your iPhone in the iTunes store. And someone wrote in and said, every time I say, you can get it by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself with your iPhone, they crack up. And it's funny. It's as if I'm saying, use your iPhone to go fuck yourself. Anyway, um, if you would like your iTunes comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, just leave us a comment. Click five stars. It's our favorite number. Okay. Uh, also, I want to tell you guys about the No-No. The No-No is a revolutionary hair removal device. It's no bigger than a cell phone, and it, uh, unlike expensive solutions like waxing or, or electrolysis, expensive and painful, I might add, we've already gone into the fact that Gary has had his eyebrows waxed. But you don't do it anymore, right? No. I don't do mine anymore either. Yeah. I can just maintain the shape. Well, you discovered actually that you, that is your natural shape, I right? I think so, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You've known me for three years of having my eyeballs waxed, so. Yeah. No. It's it's amazing to me that, yeah, no, you have a you have perfectly fine eyebrow shape. Yeah, I don't mind them. Right. Anyway, waxing hurts. Uh, I'll say that. And electrolysis and laser hair removal is super painful. Oh, I'll second that. Waxing fucking hurts. Yeah. It sucks. I wish I had the no-no back in the day when I was doing this. Right. And... What I meant to say is that laser treatment is super expensive as well. And the no-no is an inexpensive and efficient and non-painful, actually it is painless way to remove hair. Uh, It glides smoothly over the skin and removes hair, painless, no pulling, tearing, or scraping. And it works on all skin types and skin colors, and it is effective on both women and men. And I have said, but I'm going to tell you guys, when I first received it, I was a little afraid of it. Uh, cause I've heard of things being referred to as painless and then, um, it turns out that what other people consider painless, I consider painful a little bit sometimes, but I felt very triumphant when I used it and it really did not hurt at all. I don't even mean a little bit. I mean, it didn't hurt at all. I was so proud of myself because that's how I am. Anyway, you guys can get the no-no by going to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. Again, that's nonobestfriend.com and you get the remarkable no-no device plus a free travel case, a free facial kit to help remove facial hair, a $100 discount shopping card, triple money back guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay... For you to ship the no-no back to them, so you risk nothing. Nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815 today. Okay, here is the episode with Joe Coy. I think you will like it. Um, we love Joy. Oh no! I can't believe I did that. I can, I I I smugly tisk tisk when Adam calls Joe Coy Joy, which pretty much happens every single time Joe Coy is on the show. And then I just did. I've been hoist on my own petard. We love Joe around here is what I was trying to say. And I love you guys. Here's the episode. Bye. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. With her good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hey 
everyone. Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with Joe Coy. Hello, Joe. Hello. Uh, the people have been asking for you to be on my podcast. I've been asking you. And you, you're one of the people. Yes. And here you are. Finally. So it's very exciting. Now, there's so much I want to get into, but right before we started, you said to me, you know what I find myself doing lately? And I said, wait, let's share that with the listeners. Oh, okay. But it, it's not part of like, okay. I'm a dad, right? Right. So my, I, I'm a '90s. I'm, I'm a product of the '90s. Okay. Yes. So when I was when I was growing up in the '90s, the fad was you know to wear your your pants a little bigger and sag it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd have like a a, a um, ripple of underwear. There you go. Right. Unfortunately, I haven't really grown out of that. I still kind of do that. I, I don't do it as bad, but it's still there. I, it's part of my style. Okay. To wear your pants low, just a little bit. Okay, so now my son is 10, and now he's doing it, and it's pissing me off. Because he's copying your look? No, because I'm being the dad that where I'm like, pull your pants up, <laughs> but, but I'm the one that taught him that. Right. Imagine if you were like a slutty dressing mom. Yeah, and you can't discipline when you're the one doing it, so, like, and I find myself doing it all the time. Like He goes, like yesterday, he was playing ball. And he had his shorts a little low. And I'm like, Joe, pull your shorts up. And then he's like, Dad, look at your shorts. Like, and I'm like, I know, but that's different. Like, it's, it, that's, it, that's part of my life. <laughs> but I'm being a dad right now. And, and I'm telling you, what I did in the 90s is stupid. So stop it. Well, what, what kind of where, – where did your pants hit when you were his age? I would try that argument. That's true. Because there are plenty of things that parents can do that kids can't, like drink. Yeah. Or, you know, at a certain age, you can get your ears pierced or whatever. So, But am I, is that bad that, that I'm telling him to pull his pants up? When, when I, Listen, look, I'm going to stand up. Yeah, I need you. to see your pants. See, that's, that's how I wear Pull your shirt up? Uh, oh, see? that's kind of uh, almost mid-butt. But, I mean, they're but, pretty but low. I, but I cover it. That's true. You don't really, you can't really tell. I wouldn't have known. Except you're, yeah, you're pointing it out. Well, is, is he doing it in a way that's more obvious? Yes. Now, and then I go, Joe, pull, pull your pants. I sound like my dad from the 90s. Yeah. But see, my dad actually had his pants where they're supposed to be right. around his waist. Now, well, why do you not want him to wear his pants low? Because when I see it, I'm like, okay, that looks ridiculous. But then I'm like, wait a minute, I do that. But, so it but actually, I don't it, look like that for some reason. So you, have, you can pull it off better. Yeah. Well, see, you didn't know I didn't that know. I was doing that. Just. Isn't this weird? This is weird, it's interesting. huh? Yeah. It's a weird. Why? Well, why is it more obvious when he does it? Because there's just less of him. I think so. Maybe because he wears it. I don't know. It just looks ridiculous when he does it. I'm like, all right, now pull, pull your pants up. So you're trying to help him. It's yes. not that you feel like it looks too rebellious. It's yes. that you actually just think it looks wrong on him. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's nice, right? I think that's nice. I think it's you're trying basically to save my indirect like a way doofus. of doofus. Sa- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a nice thing for a dad to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Joe, look, let me be the idiot. I don't want you to be like dad. Yeah. I'm doing this because it was the time that I grew up in and I can't get out of it. <laughs> right. Like what if he all of a sudden showed up wearing pants with zippers all over them? Parachute pants, which is also part of my – and I still have pants like that. Yeah. I just bought a couple. Where can you get them these days? They they sell them at some nostalgia store. Yes, they they sell them at uh you know vintage stores. They're called parachute pants. You remember that? I do. I I, I know the term parachute pants, and then I know pants with zippers. I didn't realize they were the same thing. Now mm-hmm. I know. And I loved them. 
it's all coming together for me. You would when you wore parachute pants, you would use every pocket to put what in though. Who gives a shit? <laughs> okay. I would put my wallet in the in the ankle pocket. <laughs> Just because you could? Just because I had that pocket. Maybe there's still stuff in the pockets of your old parachute pants. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are. There probably is. I should, you should go to a vintage store. Yes. Get all the parachute pants and check all the pockets. It's a money-making proposition. You'd make a small fortune. Is your son like you? He's identical. But here's the thing about my son. He's not copying me. Mm-hmm. He's got his own identity, and I love it. And I, and I, and I praise his mother. You know, Me and the mom are... You know, we're we're divorced, but we're we're best friends, man. We, it's so like yesterday we were eating pizza all together like a family. She's got a boyfriend, everything. <laughs> but um, does that make it? Is it better for you? That I she has love a it that way. Yes, of course. You yeah. know, I want her to be happy. You know, and uh, and he's a great guy, Gino. But um, but I uh, what, what was I getting at? Oh, he's got me and me and the mom. We we treat him like a little dude, <laughs> and we've done that his whole life. So he acts like a little teenager already like he's already more mature for his age. and i know you hear that a lot from parents but if you really met my son you would go oh yeah this he is pretty like he hangs if you were to like, listen to this you podcast treat, you, he would laugh at the adult jokes he gets you treat it. him like an equal yeah and i've always done that i never baby talked him i just thought that was cheesy i didn't like it yeah my sister on the other hand rowena baby talks her son how old is he same age and he's still kind of he still talk like this, mommy. Like, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, there's an age. Yeah. There's an age for someone to grow out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas my son, I was, uh, you know, I take him to my shows. He's in the green room with the dudes. You know what I mean? And and uh, it was so funny because uh, I was doing this thing where I was changing my shirt. And I got, my body's disgusting. And the first thing I said is I'm just I, nodding. I don't. I doubt. I highly doubt your body. It's, it's gross. It's I gross. doubt it. I got the, the the old man body where it's skinny, but then I got the belly that mm, pops out. Right. And I and I pointed at my stomach. I go. P, I think P ninety X. Right. I go P ninety X. I go like that. You guys yeah, want muscle this? confusion? Yeah. I go. You guys want this P ninety X? And everyone's laughing. I pointed at uh, Bo, the the guy that opens for me. P ninety X. And he's like, No, no, no. And then I, uh, my guy Iro, he he opens for me. He's like, no, I don't use P90X. And then my son goes, I did. Look what it did for me. And he pulled his shirt up, <laughs> and he had abs. And that is an adult joke. It is. That's not a ten year old joke. No. Because I wasn't even going to go to him. My whole goal <laughs> was to make my son laugh, and I was using everybody around it because he's laughing, getting a kick out of it. Because mm-hmm. here I am, I got this beer belly <laughs> out, and I'm like, you doing? He's like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And then my son pulls up his shirt, and he goes, I did. And look what it did for me. And it was the fun, and we all died laughing. And I was like, that reminds me of when I was 10, because I used to do that. Mm-hmm. I used to make the adults in the room laugh. And well, that's when I knew I was going to be a comedian. When you're 10? <laughs> oh, yeah. What kind of kid 10, were 11? you? And where'd you grow up? I grew up in, I'm a military brat, mm-hmm. so it's everywhere. I was born in Misawa, Japan, and then we made our way to uh, Chicago, Illinois. And then from Illinois, we went to the Philippines. And then from the Philippines, we went to Washington State. And then from there to Vegas. That was my life every four and a half years. How old were you when you were in Washington State? Mm. Washington State, I was like 10, 11. That's where I, that's where I got the funny. Was that a hard adjustment? Yes. To- it sucked. I hated it. And, I, and I, knew, I knew early that I was funny, but I knew even – I knew when I was a young kid, I knew I was funny because everyone always said, Joe, you're, you're a comedian. But my mom said it wrong. You're a comedian, Joe said. <laughs> she can't say comedian. And then, uh, but I knew when I got to like Washington that I had a skill. Mm-hmm. 
that you know because I had to make friends, man. Yeah, it I sucked. bet having to move around that frequently. But I always knew I was going to be the funny one. I was like, I'm going to watch. I'm going to get friends. I wasn't nervous because I knew I was going to be funny like right off the bat. Where were you first exposed to humor? Is your family funny? Well, yeah. Filipinos are just funny people. I think you get that a lot. It's funny how you could say that, but I can't. Why? I don't, you think I can just like – I mean I, you think it's okay for me to say Filipinos are just funny people. Yeah. Really? I think you can say that. Okay. I can I'll say I can say that about and, – and I think it's just they, they – because I, I say this to my, my Latino f- friends too. I go, Latinos are like that too. It's just the culture. It's like, you know, fiesta. And that's – I know it sounds like I'm joking, but it's true. It's in their culture and the Filipinos are the same way. It's like when you're, when you're broke – when you when you're when you're from a race that's very broke and do, they don't have money, they they can only go inside, you know, and entertain ourselves, right. and that's where that comes from. You know what I mean? It's it's from being broke, and I think I find that with you know uh, you know with with you know Filipinos, and I find that with Latinos, like especially Mexicans and uh, black people. You know what I mean? You you find a lot of home entertainment, and mm-hmm. that's why we relate to it. You know, I and and I find. Humor was just so huge in my family because that's all we had. <laughs> we, I didn't. We didn't have cable. We didn't have any of that stuff. It, but we had each other to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. My sister was so talented. She was the singer, and and I was like the funny one, you know, singing and dancing. And your dad, uh, what did he do in the military? Yeah, he was. He was a. Uh, he, he worked for on the C one fifty ones. So he he was a cargo guy. He was in charge of. Loading the planes up for war, you know what I mean, or, mm-hmm. or getting the food out to wherever it needs to go, and that—that's what he did. He loves big planes. That's my dad's thing. It was the weirdest thing. A lot of kids like, you know, fighter jets, and my dad had all these models of Boeing one fifty ones and <laughs> and C fives and and one thirty ones and B fifty twos, and he was just in love with these huge planes. He he just thought it was amazing that. That something can fly with so much cargo. That was his thing. So It is amazing when you think about it. Yeah. I don't very often, but when I do, I think, how am I – like if I'm on a plane, I think, yeah. how is this not falling how right is it out not of the sky? <laughs> how is there 19 yeah. tanks in the belly of this plane and it's flying safely? It, like It's great. My, and that my dad was really into that. And that's why when he retired, he couldn't, couldn't handle it. He had to get into uh, – he, he went on to become a flight attendant. With uh, America West Airlines, just because he had to fly. Wow. He had to be in a big plane. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is your dad still around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he still a flight attendant? Oh, yeah, yeah. To wow. this day, 20, my dad is double retired. He hasn't even retired from his second job. He did 21 years in, in the Air Force, and he's still going strong. He's been in uh, for America West. Well, well they're now Continental, well, not, which is now United. And, uh, and he's been through all three changes. And it's been since 1984. So what is that? 19 years? 28. What? Is it? 84, right? Oh, my gosh. I know. It's been 28? The fact that the 80s are that long ago is so weird to me. I didn't want to say over 20 because it doesn't feel that long. But it is. But it's almost 30 years he's been in? Unbelievable. And I'm Asian. I should have cut the math quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got the humor but not the Mm -hmm. math. I know. (laughs) I'm, you know I'm half white, half Asian. My dad is yes. actually white. And a lot of people always ask me, why don't you ever talk about your dad like when I do my stand-up? And, and the reason why is because my mom and dad divorced when I was, you know, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. So, and my dad just – he went on to go to another state and start another family. And all I had was my mom and my aunts. And 
that's why I identify with it. You know what I mean? I never really shine light on it, but like everyone always asks me, oh, well, you're half white. Why do you keep saying you're Asian? I'm like, well, you know what? To be honest, I don't really know my dad. And this is something that me and my dad have been working on for a long time. You know, he's apologized. You know, it sucks. But Was he uh, not there for a number of years? A and now long, he's... long, long, long time. When? So, well, so I told the... you on the Corolla show yeah. about my brother, Robert. Yes. He has mental in- illness. Yeah. Now, my and- brother Robert is not my full brother. He's okay. my half brother. And on my mom, my, it was my mom's previous marriage. Gotcha. So, I, you know, for years so I did. He didn't... was around when your dad was around as well. Robert yeah. was. Robert was around. Mm hmm. Am I bringing the show down? I don't no, want to no, do this. No, no, no. Actually, I, was, I wanted to talk to you about your brother, actually. Okay, well, I went, no, no. Feel I, free to go into all the I love the dark doing stuff. this because I've always wanted to, like on stage, I always wanted to talk about my brother. But I want to make sure that it's funny and I'm not disrespecting my brother because mm-hmm. I love him dearly. But, but it, it's great to do it on a podcast. That way people can get to know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, that's why when Dr. Drew brought that up, I was like, I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? And, and now it's just like. Now that I'm older, I understand where my dad's coming from. Whereas for years, I resented him. Mm-hmm. I hated him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Here I am. I'm 11. I have no father figure. You fucking bounced on me. You know what I mean? And it's just my, my mom who just came to this country because a lot of people don't identify with 2013 to 19, you know, the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? A, my mom was like first generation Asian. You know right. what I mean? Whereas now you see Asians all over the place. They're on TV. They're, they're singing. They're winning Grammys. Back then, they were like, you know, Kung Fu theater every Sunday. That's all you ever saw of an Asian. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my mom, it was just kind of like. Especially in cosmopolitan Washington State at the time. Yeah. And it was it was crazy because, you know, here's my mom trying to raise this little boy. And then she's got her son who's, you know, struggling with mental illness. Yeah, because for your brother, the mental illness showed itself pretty young, right? Very young. Yeah, I think he was 13 or 12. I can't remember. But wow. yeah, it was crazy. And um and then in Washington is where it really it just took off. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. And um and like I said, for years I was like I, I resented my dad, and I told my dad this in person, you know, and because he just kind of bounced. And but then you know the older I got, I, I put myself in his situation. I'm like, okay, well, you know, my dad was 23 <laughs> when he married my mom. How old 24. was she? Uh, they were both 23, 24, mm-hmm. and she already had a kid. That was eight. You know what I mean? This isn't his kid. And then five years later, he's fucking kicking the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my dad's getting into these fights and cops are coming around. With and, Robert. Yeah, with Robert. And and it just kept escalating and escalating. And the older my brother got, the stronger he got. And, the, and my dad's getting older. And did I understand now. I understand why my dad fucking bounced. It, I'm not happy because he wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. But he, I get it. He stepped back like, fuck this. You know what I mean? So it it sucks. It does suck. But I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, when your brother first started, you know, showing signs of mental illness and becoming violent, and it was escalating, what what did you guys think was going on? Like, did you know? Oh, he. I mean, I imagine you probably didn't realize he was schizophrenic yet at that point. Or did no, you? they they kind of already had it really right there. Yeah, he had a really it was really bad. Like it was, it, it wasn't a gradual thing. It, it was literally like, boom, here I am. I I have this disease. It was, I don't know how to explain it, but I just remember, I, I, I think what it was is, it, it, 
how do I say it? Like you, you have that brother where you're like, oh, he's kind of, you know, out Quirky. there. But then all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm really fucking out there. Mm-hmm. And it just clicked. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like, like we lived like with him. The, and we, it the was him just, that you knew wasn't yeah. in there anymore? Yeah. Is that how it was? But you know how like it's just like you live with your – here's your brother and he's really strong. Oh, this is the strong guy. And then you – turns out he's the fucking incredible Hulk. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. – it's a stupid – No, no. I know what you mean. But you it's know what I'm of, saying? Like, yeah, it like was there just were seeds something of it we were, and then it just fully exactly. blossomed. Exactly. It just blossomed overnight. It was really overnight. Like I remember it like it was yesterday. It and was what in happened? Illinois when it happened. What, what was it? He just – my brother just flipped out. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning and he just – you know, just yelled, I'm a, I'm a lion, ah, I'm a lion. And just my mom and my dad ran in the room, and I remember that. I was scared. I mean, as a kid, I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? What, what I was, did you think was cool I was just about a little kid. I was just a little kid. It was like five when mm-hmm. that was happening. I was like, oh, Robert's being crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It wasn't until I hit like 10 that I'm like, oh, no, Robert's crazy. Like, yeah. There's something wrong with him. No, that's interesting, yeah, because when you're five – you have the observation, but there's not value or judgment attached Mm-mm. to it yet. You don't no. know what it means no. about the person's, you know, prospects and for the future and, and what it's going to mean for the family and all that. So, so you thought it was cool. Were you also frightened? At, oh at yeah. That age? I mean, yeah, we all were. My sister, my my brother, I, my sister and I were, you know, very scared. Mm-hmm. How old? Your sister is younger or older? My sister is the middle. Okay. Yeah, I'm the youngest. And I also have another sister. My my sister Gemma, who we adopted, and I'm really close to her. Like that's my, she's like running my business and all that stuff. So, but Rowena is. You guys have the same parents. She's my sister Rowena is actually my Robert's full sister. Oh, okay, that's my half sister. All right. Mm-hmm. So you are the only kid that's your dad's blood. Yeah, full blood son. Um. So when uh Robert started yelling that he's a lion, like what happened immediately after that? Right to the hospital. That night. Oh, yeah. That night, you know, Did got they evaluated admit- and everything. And that was it, man. That was the end of it. That it was, was the end of him done. living there? Wow. It was done. Like, it sucked. And I remember, God, this is so crazy because now you're bringing up old memories. But I remember, like, visiting my brother in in the hospital. And and it was so cool because he'd always give me the foam slippers, you know, the, their, their <laughs> one-size-fits-all foam uh-huh. slippers. And I'd always look forward to seeing my brother. Because he'd always give it to me. Because he was still my big brother. You know <laughs> mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he loved his little brother. Like, he was always good to me. And so when I went to go see him, he was like, here you go, Joe. I got you extra small. So, yeah. And I'd wear the shit out of him and couldn't wait to see him the following week. And it just ugh, You'd go sucks. weekly to visit him? Oh, yeah, we did. And then, you know, of course, eventually it just. How, what was he like? So, so he was immediately institutionalized. Was he in a, yeah. a, like, what kind of facility was he in? Well, when he was in his, uh. Like, you know, his teenage years, he was, you know, in, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a, not so secure, like, I guess. Well, it was, but, was it you a, know. I mean, was it a psych ward or was it a home? Was it a, no, was it was a psych ward. Hosp- no, it was, it was a hospital, okay. yeah. And then it went to the state hospital. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, it was called Western State. So what, yeah, what, what was he like when you would visit him? It, that, he- it just got progressively worse, you know. It, it gets to the point where, you know. I don't even think he knew who he was talking to, you know, and it's kind of a struggle. Emotionally, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you and you just have to learn how to just listen and not really conversate, you know. Yeah, I, I was listening to the Adam and Drew show where you first mentioned it and you were saying that your sister gets into fights with him because she tries <sighs> to point out reality to him. Yeah, and my sister, yeah. And 
to this day, she's still kind of like that with him. Like if they talk on the phone, they'll get into an argument. And I'm just looking at my sister like, Ween, you, he's crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? Just let the man talk. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and listen to him and, and just say, yeah, okay. And that's it. That's all you can do. You fighting with him is just making it worse. You're just you're gonna piss him off, you know. So it's so annoying. But she, that's her. <laughs> How has it been for you since you started talking about it? Uh, no, it's been good. I love it. I, I, you know, I talked about it once before on on another uh, podcast a long time ago, and it, and it felt good because I cried and I was emotional about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and then I kind of kept it in a little bit. And then, and then when I did Dr. True, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it because I always keep it in. Why? I is don't be- know. Is it because I don't you think don't know people... how to be funny about it or is it like yeah. it's so personal? Yeah, because I always – this is something I've always wanted to talk about. Like, like when I do my stand-up, I always want it to be like really personal and, and, you know, and I've told a lot of stories that, you know, most people keep secret and, and this was that one where I was like, I want to talk about my brother but – I also don't want to make fun of my brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my brother was cool, man. My brother was really, really cool. Like, even when he was in his state, like, man, we still went to the mall, and I loved hanging out with my brother. You know what I mean? My brother could fight. I was like, my brother would kick your ass (laughs) with all nine personalities. (laughs) (laughs) Did he pick fights with with, uh, non-family members? Yeah, he didn't want to mess with my brother. Yeah. And my brother was, like, tiny. He was like maybe 105 pounds. Mm-hmm. Just a little t- – he was your typical Asian guy, man. He's full Asian. He had the Bruce Lee haircut. <laughs> you know, the bowl – you know, that that that, that yeah. cut that Bruce – he had the same hair, same exact hair. He was good looking. And uh, – but you didn't want to mess with him. You know, he'll fight. You know, those guys, you know how they are. They – I hate they, to say those guys. Asians are uh, no, no, I know. That's so stupid when I, <laughs> how I said that. But That's like okay. you don't want to mess with a guy with that kind of a disorder. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, he's got the strength of a rhino Yeah, because he really thinks he's a rhino at that time. And and that's how it was. Like you don't want to mess with my brother, man. I've seen, I've seen my brother with six cops on him. But what were the kinds of things that would set him off? We didn't know. You, you didn't know what would piss him off. It was so crazy because I remember one time uh, – we were just laying down in bed, and then all of a sudden, he just got mad at nothing and, and just, like, kicked me off the bed because I was sleeping with my brother. I was laying next to him, and he pushed me off the bed, and then here came my dad, you know, and then next thing you know, a fight broke. I'm like, what the How fuck is going on? Oh, man. I think I was, like, 11 mm-hmm. when that happened. So your dad came in to protect you? Yeah. Like 10, 11, maybe 10. Yeah. Your dad heard what was. It was going right. On. It it literally the the minute we moved to Washington, is it when just it went happened. to shit, man. I mean, the literally literally right when we landed, we got a motel that the that the Air Force paid for <laughs> until we could find uh, uh you know proper housing for the family. That the we were in this motel and cops came. Wow, it was that bad. Is that when at a st- at a motel next to the Air Force base? Did you guys Three call cop the cops? Cars. Or yeah, we called the cops. Yeah, My brother was going afraid. fucking crazy. Um, is that where he kicked you off the bed? Mm-mm. So what? what that happened, was later. What happened in the motel? Do you remember? No, I don't remember that. I just remember a bunch of cops coming because we were all sharing one room. You know what I mean? We got like a room with two beds and. You know, we're sleeping on the floor, and then just my brother got mad about something. I don't know what it was, and then just got into a fight with my dad and. 
You know what I mean? And I, I, now I get it. Now that I'm older, I understand where my dad's coming from. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I would have done probably the same thing. You know, I probably would have bounced too. But it just sucks because people always come up to me because I got two specials where all I talk about is me being Asian and, and my mom is Asian. And I don't mention about anything about my father. And, and people are like, why don't you? Like, are you embarrassed? And I'm like, do you really want to know? <laughs> do you really want to get that deep and find out why? Because I'll tell you why. You know what I mean? I don't think you want to know, right. but I'll tell you. But this is the only side I know. You know what I mean? I was raised by my mom, and, and she had two sisters. My, 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 her eldest sister, my Auntie Evelyn, is the one that gave me my nickname, Jokoy. My real name is Joseph Herbert. My dad's, I didn't know that. Yeah, my, la- my dad's last name is Herbert. Mm-hmm. So my real name is Jokoy. And I, you know, I when I started stand up, I tried to go up as Joseph Herbert, but you know, see, that's why I changed the fucking name. But it's making me laugh. I know, but that's, see, imagine, that's per- imagine doing open mic, yeah. and all you have is like three, four minutes, and literally the 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 MC is making fun of your name, and then of course everyone in the audience is like, "Hey, pervert," you know, because it's open mic, you're at a mm-hmm. bar, so everyone's heckling, and I just, I was like, I gotta try. I, I, I want to get away from that, and that's that's the only reason why. And I used my nickname, which was Joe Coy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, by the way, Joe Coy's. How you say it phonetically? If you say it the way my aunt says it, it doesn't sound anything like that. It's, it, the how way she sound? says Joe Coy, she goes Joe Coy, <laughs> Joe Coy. Come on, to see it. You know, it's very fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So that's where that all came from. But well, to the people who ask you why you don't talk about that side of the family, I would say that performers don't always talk about one thousand percent or even one hundred percent of mm-hmm. their life. They choose what they want to present. Yeah. Um. So back off. But yeah. I think that some people who are asking you probably it's that because they're fans and they just want to know more yeah. of you. So it's maybe I'll make a book. Maybe I'll write a book. Ooh, you should write a book. I should. It's you a good book too. In my head, <laughs> I go, I got a lot. I got a lot of stuff that I want to put out there and. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty crazy. So I, – I, And I learned from that. And now that I have a son, I'm like, I don't want him to, to go through what I had to go through. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a, a little more about that. So when your dad and your brother got in a fight after your brother pushed you off the bed, yeah. what, can you talk me through that a little bit? Like what happened? No, that that was just another – and that was a huge fight. That's where my, my brother – cracked my dad's ribs oh my i remember God. that and my auntie evelyn fist? and my auntie evelyn was there she was there also the one that calls me joe Coy. Mm-hmm. she was there also that night i'm pretty sure it was that night god maybe i'm wrong but i, I just remember that was kind of like that was done it was it was pretty much done that night he did that with his fist or how did kick he just... I, wow. yeah he kicked him yeah isn't that crazy mm-hmm. did... how do you make that funny <laughs> <laughs> well what was your dad doing? I mean, was he trying to hold him off, or of was course. it a fight? Did did he get any blows in, or was it not like no. that? No, uh, yeah, my dad's not really a fighter. You know what I mean? And there's no way he can fight. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, when when the cops came, it it'd take at least an hour. And it, and I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating, just to put handcuffs on my brother. He mm-hmm. didn't give a shit. You're gonna, you're gonna have to break his hands. Would he be yelling stuff? While oh, yeah. Just, what was? Do you remember what he was yelling? Just yelling at the cops. Just. But in a way that made you sense, break, or you can't do no. It's just you know. Right. Can't you're gonna have to blah 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 me. You're gonna blah, blah, you're gonna that, break my arm. You better fucking uh, don't just, let me up, motherfucker. Like that kind of stuff, and it was scary. I just imagine, and they were just begging Robert, please, Robert, just yeah. please. That must have been so confusing for mm-hmm. you as a little kid. Yeah. Especially since it sounds like you looked up to your older brother. Yeah. Especially when you 
Because he was really talented. He, he knew how to play basketball. He's the one that taught me how to shoot a basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, when you're a kid, a little boy, it's very important. You know right. what I mean? That's why I'm like with my, my son, it's like I want him to get all the things that I didn't get. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to show you how to shoot a basketball. I, I buy him everything. And yeah, I'm spoiling him. <laughs> but you know what? That I got to. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want him to feel the way I felt. I can how afford did you it. Feel? So let's do it. Just sucked, man. Like I was really into tennis. My dad wasn't around. I didn't have a brother. You know what I mean? I couldn't afford a basketball. I remember the basketball I had is one that I found. You know what I mean? It was just sucked. Oh, I hated those times. I, I, I hate reflex. And then I was living in Washington mm-hmm. State. It rained every day. It was just miserable. It was just it kept adding to the what I was going through. But then thank God for comedy, you know, because that. I knew I was funny, and I loved stand-up at an early age. And it was like that was my that was my outlet. I would record. On, we couldn't even afford blank VHS tapes, <laughs> so the the secret was if you had like like a, a movie, like uh, like whatever movie was back then. I, I can't even. You put masking tape yes, over the square. I haven't thought of that mm-hmm. in so many years. Yeah. But now that was the trick. Yeah, you I wonder. Put masking do you know about ta- this, Gary? Yeah. Okay. So you put you put masking tape or tape or anything. You could stuff it with tissue paper if you didn't have tape. Mm-hmm. As long as you felt that little felt the little square up, you could record over it. And I recorded everything, anything that had to do with stand up. I had it all on video on VHS. Who were the guys that you liked in the eighties? They didn't have much because they didn't have Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. So my inspirations these are, these are, I'm not even joking. These are the top four. And uh, Carol is probably going to kill me. Uh, he doesn't listen. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, of course, Eddie Murphy, delirious. Bill Cosby himself, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Williams live at the Met, uh-huh. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, when I saw her do, I think it was called Around the World, and it was her one-man show, and she did four characters. She did Fontaine, and she did the little blonde girl, and basically all she did was she had an all-black outfit on, and she would just change whatever on her face. Like if she did Fontaine, she'd just put sunglasses on. She did the little blonde girl, she put a T-shirt on her, on her head. And I was like... I'm, I, for me, back then, you know, in the 80s, you didn't see anything like that. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. It's hard for, like, people now to relate because you can see anything now on the internet. Right. But imagine HBO was the most taboo – not taboo, <laughs> but they, they put the most – They took the most risks. Yeah, they took the most risk. And, and, and to see Whoopi do that, you know what I mean, on stage, I was just like, wow, this is – Great. Envelope pushing. Yeah. Which now it's just like, okay, that's stupid. Take the shirt off your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? But back then, and, and those, I, I literally, I would watch all four of those nonstop. Nonstop. I, I, I burnt a hole through that tape. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Eddie Murphy Live. I remember I saved up a ton of money, money to watch Raw. It came, the tour was, you know, and it came to Seattle. I bought two tickets. Me and my best friend went. My mom thought she was taking us to the theater. <laughs> she didn't know I was going to a real concert. And, of course, she tripped out about that. She's like, you can't go to a concert by yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> You're only 15 years old. You told me that it was Eddie Murphy. I'm like, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy, Mom. But this is a concert. What was she worried this about? This is dangerous, Joseph. I'm going to wait out here. <laughs> so she waited outside, and I was in there for two and a half hours watching Eddie going, whoa, what the fuck is that? And, all, <laughs> and I just thought it was brilliant. I, I cannot believe your mom waited outside. Yeah. She, well, where else she's going to go? Yeah. <laughs> was she? She drove us all the way to Seattle. How, how far is that from oh, where you were? so far from Tacoma. It was like 50 minutes. It was oh, like okay. an hour almost. Gotcha. Without traffic. Um, so just for a second, I... I, but I do want to talk more about like how you got into comedy and all that. But yeah. just for a second to go back to your dad leaving. Yeah. 
Were he and your mom getting along? Or no. Okay. No, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was it was ridiculous. You know the saddest part is like when I talk to my dad, and I love my dad to death. You know, it's it just I hated him. Mm-hmm. I resented him, and and we've talked about it. And I just feel bad because I know when when I do stand up, it, it hurts a little bit inside. You know, like his my son's not even talking about me, but he's he's came up to me and he goes, "I understand, Joe." He goes, "I get it." You know, but the the saddest part for me is I didn't know anyone on his side of the family. Of course, now they're all coming out of the woodwork. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're famous. They all call me cousin and, you know, they come to my show. Does that piss you off? A little bit. You know what I mean? Because where were you when I wasn't getting any Christmas gifts when I was like 13? And, uh, you know, we're staring at an empty tree Mm -hmm. because my mom didn't have any damn money, you know? So that kind of makes me sad. You know what I mean? But. I mean, was your, like, did you really not hear from your dad ever? No. At that age? Fuck. You know, I I don't want to say ever, but let's just say it was. It was, yeah, it was like four or five weeks between phone calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And then how, would you see him at all in that time? Rarely. He and just kind of took off and kinda. you didn't hear from him. It was all about money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not giving your mother blah, 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 money. And, and do you like, think, it, it sounds like you understand why he took off because I it was get a it. crazy scene. But do, was it about your brother or was it? No, I understand why he bounced. I don't understand why he wasn't a father to me. And, and that's fucked up because it is my – I love my dad to death. Please don't get – No, I know. Sure. But, but, wh- why? But, but he wasn't that father. My mom was my father. You know, and I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. She was the mother and the father. And, um, and it just sucks because it was during that time of my life where I really needed a dad, man. Like especially living with that – you know, my, my brother being – the way he was and my mom dealing with it. And then there's no money to support anything. It just sucked, man. Yeah. Sucked. But you, you do understand why he bounced? I mean, why do you think I do. I I understand, but I, then I don't understand. Like Like what, what do you understand? I understand that if I was 24 and I married a woman that had, you know, a child with, with that illness, you know, at that time, I'm just going to, I'll be honest. Like I would have probably bounced. Even if you had had a kid together, though? Yeah. I mean, I probably would have done it different. You know what I mean? But then again, who's to say what? You know, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I get it. I, I'm not I'm not. What I'm trying to say is. You I have a greater under, aware, understanding of it. I, now. I get. I, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, Dad. You know what I mean? Right. I get it. Like, yeah, it was a fucked up situation that you were in, Dad. And I get it. And that was your way of dealing with it. You know what I mean? I'm still mad at you, you know, and I'll never do that to my son, you know, but. So he has said he understands why. He does. He gets it. And and, and like I was saying earlier, what makes me really sad is I didn't know my, my grandparents. The only grandmother I talk about is my, my mom's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it on my special. Of course I'm going to talk about her on my special because I saw her every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kissed her. I don't I don't know my dad's mom and dad. That's why I don't even call them grandparents. When they both passed away, I cried. I go, "Dad, I did you know, I, I let's not do this with with Joe. I don't want my, you know, I don't want you to pass away and then little Joe has no idea who you were. That's that sucks." So does he have a relationship with your son? Yeah, we're working we're working on that, but you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's that whole old dog new tricks thing, you know? Yeah. He's the I old just dog. had another conversation with my father. I'm like, Dad, come on. Like, my son's 10 now. 
You've been to three birthdays. Like, let's go, man. You know it comes every year. <laughs> Fucking take right. the time off because I'm not coming to Phoenix. I'm not going to come and bring my son to you. I, I'm in an airplane every week. And when I'm home, I want to be with my son. I'm not going to pack another suitcase so we can go see grandpa. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not fair to me. Right. Like, I need my time with my son. And I think since you have a little bit more time off, it, I think you can do it. Is you have a whole year to plan my son's birthday. Get the fuck over here. You know? Because now you're building that whole – you're doing the same thing again. My son's going to be 15. And where's grandpa? Like, my son, you know, it's stupid. Like, I'm still trying to get back to what was really sad is I don't know my, my, my father's mother and, and, and father. And, you know, I didn't, never got to build that grandparent relationship with them. When they passed away, I didn't have anything. You know, I, I, you know it was, there wasn't really any emotion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. I was sad for my father, but I was just like, well, I, don't, I don't know them. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a relationship with them. And the saddest part is when... I did a huge show in uh, Phoenix, and my dad was in Phoenix. And my dad's like, hey, come on over and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come over, Dad. And, um, and I had my son with me. And we go over to his house, me and my son, my son and I, I'm sorry, and uh, open up the door, and there's my dad's dad. You know what I mean? And my heart was just like, Ugh. like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It was like, it hit me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, it was cool because my son got to meet his great-grandfather, but then I was like pissed because I don't even know this man. And then we're identifying with each other and, you know, I'm, I'm learning things about my grandfather that like, oh, wow, that's why I like popcorn. Like I love popcorn. <laughs> I can't get enough of popcorn because my, gran- my grandfather is a huge popcorn. It, that day it was obvious. He had like three bags of fucking popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept bragging about how he doesn't like, you know, how he likes – how he used to make it back in the day with the kernel and, you know, and, and put the oil in the pan and all this. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and I was just like, oh, that's why I like popcorn. And then we went to this place called Ted's Hot Dogs. By the way, if you're ever in Phoenix, go to this place called Ted's Hot Dogs. It's the we best were hot in dog. Phoenix and we did not go to Ted's. You've got to go. It's the best hot dog place in the world. They're from Buffalo, New York, and it's charbroiled. And the reason why we go is because my dad and his, you know, my grandfather – my dad is from Buffalo, and mm-hmm. you know they, they love Ted's Hot and it is good. Anyways, we go to Ted's Hot Dogs. Come to find out, my grandfather loves hot dogs. I love hot dogs. Like, that's my shit. I can't – I love Hot it. dogs and popcorn. I love hot dogs and popcorn. That's my <laughs> thing. When I go to the theater, I got to have – I can go to dinner before a movie and still get hot dog and popcorn in a theater because uh-huh. I just love it, right? So anyways, we're eating the hot dogs, and my dad gets up to go to the bathroom and my grandfather's just eating it like an old fucking man. You know what I mean? Just mustard and relish on his <laughs> upper lip. You know what I mean? Just killing this hot dog. And uh, and he goes, hey, I just want you to know that it's your your dad's fault. <laughs> he says that to me. Wow. He goes, I'm sorry that we don't really have a relationship, but I want you to know it's your dad's fault. He said that to me. And wow. I never said that to my dad. And I yeah. hope my dad doesn't listen to this right now. But, yeah, it was sad. And I was just like – I looked at him and I go, it's all right. I mean, we have today. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. But I would have loved to, you know, oh. have a really – yeah, it was sucked, right? Yeah. Then he started asking me all these questions about comedy and all this stuff. And then, you know, after that, he, he passed away and that was it. That that was the last time you saw him. That was the last time I ever saw him. Oh. so what do you think happened then? If he wanted a relationship, he your dad just kind of it's both their faults. First of all, yeah, he's just pointing the blame, which is, you know, I I, I get it. 
I, I don't know. I, it just. Well, just what was your, what was your dad's childhood like? I mean, it seems see, like- that's what my mom says to me. This is what I love about my mom. You know, what I mean, I get into these little head. You know, my, you know, my, me and my mom always go back and forth on uh, things. But one thing I love about my mom is, you know, like as much as she wants to kill my dad, <laughs> she always has an excuse for him. You know what I mean? You love that about her? I do love that about her because it makes, you know, I was going to follow my dad's footsteps and, and be kind of an asshole to my ex. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's pulled me to the side and she's like, do you really want your son seeing what you saw where you guys are fighting over money? It's just money, Joe. Like when you die, you're not going to take money with you. She gave you a son. Give her what she deserves. Why are you going to why are you going to pay a lawyer? You're going to give the lawyer all that money instead of your son? And and she made sense. And I'm like, you're right. Like, we're divorced for a reason because we didn't get along mm-hmm. in our marriage. But we're still parents. So we, let's make – let's be friends. And I can afford it. So fuck it. Here. I give her whatever she wants. You know what I mean? Give my ex whatever. I She doesn't have to go to a lawyer to, to, to ask for more money. I increase my child support. Whenever I make more money, she's getting more money. And, and it's – I don't care. She needs a car. Boom. Here. I, I guess I'm in a good place mm-hmm. and, I, and, and, and I know how it feels to be in that situation. And I don't want my son to feel that. When he's at his mommy's house, he's going to have everything. And when he's at his daddy's house, he's going to have the same shit. I don't want him going back to his mommy's house and going, this sucks. I want to go to daddy's house. That's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, I can afford it. Give her, you know what I mean? And she's taking care of my, I'm on the road from Thursday to Sunday. She's watching my son. You know what I mean? So do you? Yeah. How does that? How does the custody work? Do you have it's him on amazing. the weekends? Dude, I moved. I moved. I have an office directly behind her house. That's convenient. Yeah. The, she was. She has a. She has her place, and then these people moved out of this house that's right behind hers. And I was like, ask the the landlord how much it is. I'll, I'll make that my office. So I have a three bedroom office right behind her place. That's so great. my assistant lives in there. You know what I mean? It's just one big happy family. Like we should have a sitcom. It's crazy. <laughs> Did you guys go through a period where it was uh, not really rough? No, it was a little rough for about like eight months, nine months. You know what I mean? But that's normal. But then I was just like, yo, like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we fighting for? And I told her that, especially when when kids soak that yeah. all up. Yeah, I, think. I don't want him to see any of that. You know, I, I give her everything. It's not. It's just money, man. <laughs> How long were you guys married? About a year and a half, two years. We were just young. You know what I mean? Whatever. I, that's still not an excuse, but, I, you know, it, I, I love it the way it is right now. I do. And I love her dearly. Dearly. She's she's great. And she, she'll she say the same thing about me. And like I said yesterday, we're all in my office. Like, she came home from work. She opens up the door. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like what, what's his name from... Uh, from Seinfeld. Kramer. Uh, yeah, like Kramer. She just opens up the door. <laughs> Hi. Like, you know, no key. What are you guys doing? Uh, about to eat pizza. Okay. And she's sitting right next to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Her boyfriend's in her place. And it's why good. Why did you guys divorce? I don't know. It just, I, like I said, I think we're just young. Well, yeah. I, think I've heard, I think I've heard you talk about, unless you're talking about not her but someone else, feeling like you're like you. No, that's me dating. Okay. Yeah. You dating know, now you know is what I'm hard. About to say. Yeah, I already know what you're about to say. That, about, that, okay. that had nothing to do with her because my career took off well after our divorce. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I didn't start making money until later. Like when we got divorced, I was broke as shit. Like, and that's why I love her even Were more. Were you a professional comedian? Oh, then? I was a comic, but I was mm-hmm. a struggling comic that time. Like, I didn't have a, a special yet or anything. 
And I think that's why I love her so much because she knew me before all of this. You right. know what I mean? You don't have to question her intentions. Nah. Like, she truly loved me. And so, I, yeah. How did you guys meet? Through a friend at a at a at one of his parties. <laughs> and I just saw her and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get her pregnant. <laughs> I swear You really thought that? God, yeah. I just, well, you, what? Good job. I was like, I am going to get her pregnant. And I'm not even joking right now. It was like, well, I mean, after we talked and all that, I was just like, I'm going to get her pregnant. Like, <laughs> I think I was at that age where I wanted to get someone pregnant. How old were you? I was like 31-ish, 2-ish. Mm-hmm. How old it? 40, yeah, t- 32. So I was ready. Like, I want to have a kid. Even though I was broke. And I was just like, I want to get her pregnant. It was the first girl I ever met that was like me, that she was she was half white, half Filipino. Mm-hmm. It's the first girl I ever dated that ate my food. Filipino food, which is very popcorn and hot dogs. <laughs> no, but like whenever I date, like telling people what Filipino is, Filipino food is like, what is that? I don't want to try it. Like, it was always like a struggle to get people. And then I meet this girl that's like, oh yeah, that's my favorite. Like, let's see. We just we clicked on all levels, and yes, yeah, literally like nine months later, later she was pregnant. Like I got her pregnant like nine months later. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Yes. And then, well, when did you guys marry in there? Like. Right away, mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe a year in or a year and a half later. Yeah, I mean, year and a half after we met. Yeah. Right now, were you in? She was pregnant. Were we you in married. L.A. at this point? Yeah, I just moved to L.A. from where? Vegas. Okay, so you went Washington State, then Vegas, yes. then L.A., then L.A. So you were in Vegas for a long time. <sighs> yeah, that's why I call Vegas my home. I call Vegas my home, even though all my sports teams are. You know, Seattle, but I call Vegas my home because that's where I came out of my shell. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so in a sh- I, I was what in kind a of shell. shell? Were you, shy? you know, because that's where my life was. You know, imagine rain every day, broke as shit. I don't have a car to drive because we were, bro- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My brother, you know what I mean? We had to worry about my brother kicking the door down, you know what I mean? And I was just. I was in the shell, like, yeah. I hate my life here. You know what I mean? Like, I could, How, I could were, go outside and have fun and just. What were things like for you socially when you when you were in Washington? I, I was mean, a funny did. guy, but it stopped right after high school. Uh, right after school, once school got out, I went right back to the house and just mm-hmm. became depressed again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we got to Vegas that's where I was like, "There's sun." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not even a joke. Like. For the first time, I'm like, yo, I get to go out? I'm playing basketball at 9 o'clock at night? That's unheard of in Washington. You know what I mean? Here I am playing till like 2 in the morning because they had parks open till 2 in the morning with the lights on and it was perfect weather. And I loved it, man. And I got a car for the first time. What was, was your first car? It was a Honda Accord. Actually, it was a Volkswagen Rabbit, but I hit a cop. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the insurance got us a new car because it was the cop's fault. He ran the red light. And, uh, anyways, and then uh, I got a Honda Accord, and that that was my life, man. Just driving around, and I knew I wanted to be a comic, and I was going to pursue it. And that's where it was going to happen. Did you start doing comedy in Vegas? Yep. yep. How'd you start? It started off with me calling all the comedy clubs trying to get open mic. Mm-hmm. And one guy, his name was Steve Sharippa. And he was on the from he's Sopranos? on the, yeah from the mm-hmm. you know before that he was a booker for the Riviera Comedy Club, and uh, and he was a bigwig like he knew Drew Carey he knew all these guys <laughs> like everyone knew who Steve Sharipper was as the big booker 
for he pl- uh, is he Bobby? Yeah, Bobby? that's him. Yeah, okay. But see, before all that, he was just right. a Booker, but he had ins like he, mm-hmm. he's like an old school comedy club Booker from the old school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not now. Like this is like. Yeah, I know Drew Carey. Let me call him and get him a week. You know what I mean? Like that. It was like that. You know right. what I mean? Let me get let me get Bobby Slayton. You know, and I, and I I've heard of him. You know what I mean? So I kept calling him, and I was like, Hey, uh, my name is Joseph Glenn. I, I didn't want to say Joseph Herbert. Even mm-hmm. then, I was like, trying to change my name. And I'm like, Yeah, I do stand. I was doing stand up in Washington. I just want to know, can I get, get an audition? And he's like, Hey, look, buddy, why don't you go to L.A. and blah 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 and work on your routine and then you know get an agent and then you. We'll book you when you come back this way. And and never, ever booked me. It got to the point where he knew who I was. And he still wouldn't? No. Because I'd call and change my name every time. But it was like he knew my voice. Uh-huh. And I would just keep doing it. Keep doing it. He never booked me. Ever. To this day. But I love it because come full circle, he's good friends with my manager. <laughs> and this is not even a joke. He uh, – he, uh, they were, I guess they had lunch together or something like that. And, and my, my manager called me. He was like, Hey, do you know Steve Sharippa? I go, <laughs> Dude, do you know I used to harass him for stage time all the time? He goes, Oh, really? Well, you're not going to believe this. He, he called me and, he, and, uh, and he said he was complimenting your stand up. And I was like, What? You know what I mean? It's like, He must, he well, must not, know it's the same guy though, no, right? No, no, I, I hope so. Because uh-huh. I told him the story. So hopefully Lee tells him. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I told him the story. And then I was like, wow, that's crazy. It came full circle. Yeah. Like, here's Steve Sharippa complimenting my stand-up. And this is the same man that wouldn't even let me audition for him mm-hmm. at the Riviera Comedy Club. So it was really, really cool, man. But that was the stuff I was doing. It, it, they wouldn't even book me in uh, Vegas. So I had to like – So is that why you came to L.A.? No, no. I, I Dude, I, I wore every hat in, in, in Vegas. I, I started off at coffee houses. And then it got to the point where I was packing these coffee houses. Like, people were <laughs> – Call like like at my work. They were like, "Hey, when are you doing that coffee house again? I'm gonna bring my friend to come see you." And I'd pack a coffee house. It'd be like thirty deep, uh-huh. but they would come. But still, yeah. And then it got to the point where uh, a booker saw me at the MGM Grand. His name was uh, Kearney, Kevin Kearney. I think that's his name. I know it's Kearney for sure. And he booked me. And then he's like, "I want you to open for whatever." So I start opening for these comics. But I noticed he would always give me a stack of two for one passes, and I'd hand it out to all my friends. And they would come to see me. Like I would look in the audience and it'd be like, okay, there's a hundred people here that are my friends I gave two for one passes for. No one's here to see this headliner. Mm-hmm. But yet I'm getting paid 80% less than this guy. You know that's what I mean? Bullshit. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to rent a theater. And that's what I started doing. I started renting these theaters and just flying people out to open for me. And I would headline my own shows. So were I would sell the tickets. you putting this all together All, all together. Wow. All together. Wow. I would get advertisement. I would, I would sell advertisement on the back of the tickets and on stage. So I'd hang their banner on stage, brought to you by you know <laughs> what I mean? uh, AJ's Plumbing or whatever it was, right? And then uh, I'd sell advertisement on the back of the tickets. And then uh, and I would fly. I would, that, that money that I would get for advertisement would fly my comics out and pay for the room. And then, uh, and then the tickets would help me pay for the theater. And then the rest would all go to me. Like what size theaters were these? Oh my god! I started off with the Hunt Ridge, and that was like seven hundred seats. I'd sell it out, pack it. Wow! Yeah. What year was this? It would get to the point where comedy clubs were like, "Hey, who's this kid <laughs> packing it?" Yeah, let's have him killed. Like and that. that's why it took me so long to come to L.A. because I was already making a ton of money doing this on my own. Yeah, like I mean, how much could you make off of something like that? For I a mean, night? for me, like I was still doing like, like professionally, like I was getting like these college gigs. 
So every month I would probably get a college kid for like 1500 That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Plus I had a part-time job. Plus I was doing this, this show. I was racking in like three grand. What was your part-time job? Oh, my God. I, I had so many. I, I would quit because if they didn't give me the time off, I would just quit. That's why I had part-time jobs. So I had it all. Oh, wait, you sold ladies' shoes, right? I sold every pair of shoes. <laughs> women's shoes. When I did The Tonight Show, I was working at Nordstrom Rack in the women's shoe department. <laughs> all that. So service industry type jobs? Always. Or Al- retail? No, always retail. Always shoes. And then, and then uh, eventually it went over to uh, casinos. I started working in the casinos. What did you do there? Just everything. Tiger Habitat for Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> it was so bad. My brother uh, actually did lights for Siegfried and Roy. Oh, really? At the Mirage. Yeah. I wonder. You probably wouldn't. There are probably a ton of people who Oh, there were yeah. so many people. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. What was that like, Tiger was, Habitat? Oh, God. It was so pathetic. What'd you do? Just did tours. Took people around and did tours. Oh, I, uh, for some reason I thought you were like maintaining the habitat. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was. You were showing people. I was showing people these stupid tigers that were asleep <laughs> behind a bush. <laughs> that's what I was doing. But I, I, did I was Did you crack jokes during the tours though? Because in a way that's a little I would always try to be, Yeah, yeah. I would always try and be a little funny, but yeah, it was just. So then what eventually made you decide to come to L.A.? Everyone was telling me, like, Joe, you need to move to L.A. Like, even the comics that are flying out to Vegas, they were telling me, like, Joe, you need to go to L.A. You're just going to be here forever. And I was like, yeah, but look at this money I'm making. I'm like, yeah, but that's nothing compared to what you can make in L.A. And then finally I just, all right, I'm out. And I did it. When was that? God, that was 12 years ago. And then did things happen? Right away. What? What happened right away? Just I got the Tonight Show and just everything took off. It was just like every year something huge happened. And I kept kicking myself, like, why didn't I move here a long time ago? But I'm glad. <laughs> Things happen for a reason, you know? Yeah. I was prepared for The Tonight Show. If I would have moved earlier, I don't think I would have had the set that I had for The Tonight Show. So I'm, I'm kind of glad, but, you know, I wish I would have came earlier, but I'm, I'm glad I came the time I did. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sad about any of it. So now you, you tour every... Every week. Every week. Yep. Every week. Every week. So do you I'm love in it? a different city every week. Yeah. I pinch myself. Like, sometimes I'll hate it. I'm like, oh, I got to go to Toledo. And then I'm like, shut up, Joe. Are you fucking kidding me? You used to work at Nordstrom Rec and Borders Books at the same time. <laughs> wow. Do you want to do that again? Or do you want to make a ton of money in Toledo and then come home and, you know, live a good life with your son who has a great life? You know, I got to keep pinching myself. I'm telling jokes. Like, it's what I live for. You know what I mean? Is do you want to continue touring, like doing that schedule, or yep. what are the other things? I will do you... it like Carlin. I will be like Carlin. I I will die telling. I'll probably shoot another special just moments before I die. Like <laughs> I I love stand up so much. I love it. It's in my blood. But you do TV stuff too, right? I mean, you yeah. do Chelsea lately pretty regularly. Yeah, and you have a, you have a podcast with Michael Yo, yeah. right? Is that weekly? Yeah, that's weekly. That's after this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love it. And how often do you do Chelsea lately? You, you know, me and Chelsea and I met on uh, – I met her before it all happened, which is kind of cool. I met her through John Lovitz. <laughs> and John Lovitz and I – you know, I used to open for John Lovitz. I used to go on tour with him and everything. I did not know that. Ah, yes, that is true. <laughs> That's how he talks. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, Joe Coy, I want you to meet this woman named Chelsea. She's hysterical. <laughs> And I, and I met Chelsea, and she started opening for us. And, like, literally these, you know, the E guys started coming around. And 
she was like, she loved my stuff. And she goes, I want you to be on my show. I want you to be my Asian sidekick. And went to dinner with her. And, my Asian sidekick. Yeah, she wanted me to be chewy, basically. Uh-huh. And at that time, I just got a deal with Comedy Central. So I turned it down. I was like, no, I can't do it. And she cursed me out. You know what I mean? You're stupid. This is going to be fucking, this show is going to be blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. And so she already knew. Oh, come on. Or Chelsea, is that just Chelsea how she... knows. Yeah. Every... She's amazing. That woman is great. She She's so good and talented. And, and she knew. She knew this was going to be huge. And mm-hmm. uh, literally, my show didn't even get picked up. They shot yeah, the pilot. What was your show? It was, a, it, was a con- it was a sketch show that I did for Comedy Central. And uh, didn't get picked up. I thought it was going to get picked up. I had a great director. I had a great writer. I had... I, I loved it, but they didn't. They didn't pick it up, and uh, and then Chelsea's show just flew, and I remember sitting at home going, "Fuck, I should have said yes." <laughs> but you know, later on, she she you know, got put me on the panel, and it was literally I was doing it every week. Every mm-hmm. week I was on Chelsea. It was like I was on the show, and and then things started changing my life. Like that show brought that new demographic. Like my my hour special made me a headliner on the road, and then Chelsea was my it was that whole other demographic that I needed. You know right. what I mean? That exposure, yeah. That exposure that I needed. So, like, you know, it was great, man. It went from that to just, like, I, I could quit all my jobs and just and do this full time, and it was great. Did you, you know, there's the comedians of Chelsea lately touring. Yeah. Did you ever do any of that? No, because my, my my hour special, when that hit, like, I was already uh, packing rooms. I was kind of, like, already, like, this this headliner that was already packing the rooms like I was filling the seats so when they were asking me to do the comedians of Chelsea lately like I did it you know I did a few of them but unfortunately it was kind of like a I don't step back. No, I don't want to say a step back because but I love that well, tour. You didn't, but it sounds like you didn't need that branding because yeah, you already had a very had, established stand-up yeah, thing and I, I was already packing rooms so it was like I was kind of like taking a pay cut to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanted to do it because I loved the comics I was working with and all that. You know, I loved being on with Josh and Heather and Sarah, you know, Whitney at the time. And it was great. But I had to st- – I, I, I couldn't like do it because I was already packing these rooms on my own. So that that's why I didn't put myself on that tour. You seem like a very, very nice guy, Joe Coy. <laughs> I can tell. I can uh-huh. tell from talking to you that it – Tell me if this is correct. It hurts you to disappoint people. Yeah. That's what I'm it. feeling right now. I'm feeling that you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or disappoint anyone. I think that's – yeah. I don't know. I hate it. I don't like to be mean. It just sucks. I said that to my, my, my friend. We, we were at a – I think a, a Wendy's. Or no, it was a – what's the one? It's Mormon-owned uh, – Who? Denny's? No, it's a, it's a chicken place. Come on. What is it called? Everyone goes to it. The the chicken Bob Evans? No, it's the chi- KFC. It's, it's a fast food chicken place. El Pollo Loco. It's open. Chick Fil A. It, what is it? Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. How did I not remember that? Chick Fil A. That's it. Brain and heart. it's closed on Sundays. Yes. And we go there and just like you know, because when I go, I love to like try and interact or I'll try and be funny. Like it's just me. Like I'm not. And I know I'm being funny. You know what I mean? Like, I'm making everyone else with me laugh. But the girl behind the counter was just, like, miserable and pissed and mad. And I'm just like, why do you live life like that? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, why? Like, even if I were – even when I had a shitty job, I was still the joy 
I'm not even trying to – I'm just saying, <laughs> even when I was shelving books at Borders Books, you can guarantee that I was coming at at 5 in the morning and I was the happiest and funniest dude in there. Like it's just – yo, it's, it's life, man. Like just have fun. Like I don't care how miserable your job is. You have the – you can quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But why do you have to be so shitty? Okay, you work at Chick-fil-A. Big deal. Like, and it's just a stepping stone to something else. But do you really have to be shitty to to the people that are like like having fun and like really? Like I don't I don't I never see how people live life like that. It just I, I don't want to be that. What I'm trying to say is I would never be her, that girl that was being shitty to me behind the counter. It's just it's just a dirty way to live i think you know what i mean well i think they i think people like that aren't aware of sort of the way that that negativity just kind of reverberates out and that other people who are sensitive soak it up and take it on sometimes i don't even think you have to be sensitive for that it's negative energy is just negative energy like and when you let it out it fucks the whole room up yeah you know what i mean like i'll like if I do a show and I'll kick people out of my show, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? If I give you two warnings and you're still being that person, bye. I'll bring, I will bring the show to a stop and turn the lights on and let you bounce. Because I know once you're gone, I will destroy this room. Because you right now are the negative energy in this room and you're killing it for everybody that's in here. Because they're no longer paying attention to me. All eyes are on you and they're waiting for you to fuck up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's just get you out. You're Since right. you don't want right. to be that here. That is that feeling of being in the – when that happens, it's like this, oh, now there's a, a something we're watching. Yeah. There's a distraction over yeah. here and it's like, when's it going to happen again? When's it going to happen again? And I won't, I won't have it. I won't. I got cursed out one time by a whole bunch of these guys because uh, the, the one friend was so drunk. You know what I mean? That He was obnoxious. He's sitting in the front row and he's being obnoxious. Like, ah, all right. Like – at parts that didn't even need that. <laughs> and I, and it's obvious. You're very drunk. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not supposed to be here. You need to be at a bar where that's acceptable. But right now, I'm trying to tell a story about my life. And I need it quiet. So you need to leave. And they got offended by that. Like, no, you can't be offended. These people paid money to hear my stories. Not to hear you be obnoxious. and throw. And by the way, he spilt a whole bottle of vodka on the table behind him. Well, he sounds like an asshole. Exactly. But yet they said I was the bad guy. And I'm like, no, I, I don't take offense to that. You are, you are, your energy is negative and it doesn't need to be here. And I literally, once he left, that you could feel the, the shift in the room. The you know relief. what I mean? Yeah, the relief. Yeah. So I, yeah. You were in the right. Thank you. You were in the right. <laughs> um, was this a depressing episode? I'm so no, sorry. No, no. No, 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 no. It was not depressing. It was it was honest and it was real and it was interesting. And I think we should do some Just Me or Everyone, which is the same yes. that we do on the show. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. David Mpth says, when changing the volume on the TV, I'll only let the little bars rest at a number that's round or has significance to me. Now, we received another one recently that was similar, someone who only wants it to be either on odd or even. I'm, I enjoy the OCD number stuff, but I don't have that feeling with the bars on my volume. Neither do I. Okay. But I will say this. <coughs> I want it loud. 
I need it in the like the high 20s or almost 30. Interesting. I have to. And people hate it when they come to my house. But I'm like, dude, I need to hear everything. I I, I don't like to sit there and, and concentrate on my hearing. No. I don't need it. There's I've fucking started, volume for a reason. I've started uh, – like my preferred way of watching is with the captions on. Oh, that's a good – I do that too. Really? I actually okay. enjoy that too. It, allow, it makes it so that I can focus on what's going on exactly. more. Exactly. I do that it too. Keeps me, it, it engages me more. I hate and I missing, know what's happening. I hate missing a line. Yes. And then I, I will rewind oh, it. Oh, I will too. I will rewind it. I don't give a shit. It's like, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? And then you yes. find out and you're like, it wasn't important anyway, but yeah. it'll drive me nuts if I don't hear it. You know what else I hate? I hate it when I'm watching something and someone wants to talk during the most important part. You know what I mean? It's just like, stop. Save that shit for the commercial. I'm trying to figure this fucking clue out right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why did this person die? And you're fucking it up, man. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. Valerie Bub Fenwick says, why? Oh, this is a spelling thing. Why is it guidelines, but not guidance? Why? Uh, Wait, guidance and guidelines are two different things, isn't it? Yes, but she's saying, why is it guidelines with the E? Versus like in what's oh. the correct way of spelling guidance? G U I D A N C E. She's saying why do you have the E in guidelines but you don't have it in guidance? Well, now that's going to bother me. Wait, but the E? What do you mean? At the end Both of guide. Both of those words spell guide correctly. Oh. Though. I don't understand her point. Oh, cause, yeah, she doesn't make sense. The only thing that was added was ents. If it's still guide, guide. If the root word was spelled differently in those two words, I'd understand this yeah. JMO, but the if root there was word no spelled the same, e, so I'm confused. Yeah, I get what but you're I saying. But I think that – how is – what's the correct spelling for, of guidance? I'm assuming it's what's up there. I, no. That, I think she's saying it's not. Well, we have She's saying why is it Let's guidelines it. but not guidance? Okay. I'm going to – let me do it right now. Okay. <laughs> G-U-I-D-A-N-C-E. Right. Okay, so, so she spelled it wrong. Okay, so yeah, I see oh, that's, that's okay. what she's saying. Okay. She's saying why? Why don't you drop the e? Why do you drop the e when it's guidance? Exactly. Um, but that's English. It's confusing. That's how it is. Yeah, and why I think is, it has to do with the vowel. Why is phone ph? I know that's the same question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're with you, but it doesn't bother us as much as it bothers you. Todd <laughs> Hoyer says, whenever I get a facial or massage, I think about how there's a very low but non-zero chance of her stabbing me to death. I think about that, yeah, whenever I'm in a position where I'm trusting someone. They could stab me to death. I never think that. That's I think good. something really gross. Like what? Where, and, and I'm not trying to be gross. I, okay. I mean, this is Please. for real. This is really how I feel. Did she wash her hands? Yeah, that's a good thing to think. Now, and, and my answer is always no. Did she just move from the other room and over to mine? And what did she do with her hands on the other person? Like, it's really, that's my thought. She probably did wash her hands, She Hundred percent, she did. But unfortunately, I'm like, I hope she washed her hands. Yeah, because this is gross. Ryan Fingery says, at a movie theater, I hate, hate, hate it when they leave the lights on during the previews. Eh, I don't really care about. I don't really. I'm, that doesn't really bother me. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Actually, I enjoy the lights on because when the lights go down, I know it's showtime. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It's like, ooh, you normally yeah. don't get to see this. Kevin, By the way, I'm a movie addict. You are. I go to every fucking movie. I love being in a theater. Is that what you do to pass time on tour? I do. Uh, and it's not to pass time. I genuinely love it. Even when I'm home, I will go. I don't give a shit. I, I've watched every movie that's out. Every. 
Every movie. Pretty much. I, I will, if I haven't seen it, I will go just to go. If I'll, I'll walk out. I don't care. It's just, I love the theater. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I love the smell of popcorn when I walk in. I love choosing my seats. It's just fun for me. Every time I go, I think I really enjoy this. I should go more often. And yet I find myself coming up with reasons why I don't have time you to go to the go. movies. I know. And I love the new style theaters now. I love the uh, Arc Light. I mm-hmm. love that. That's so I like nice. choosing your seats ahead of time. I love that. Kevin Lieb says, when I use my day-to-day calendar, I feel like it's the end of the world when I tear a day early. I can imagine that feeling, but I don't have that. I don't have that. Don P. says, there are a few things more infuriating than getting an automated toll violation ticket for a road you've never driven. That would piss me off as well. Yeah, that would piss anybody off. Right. Zintrader says, the feeling you get from pulling a scab through your hair, we've talked about that, I get from finding and popping a pimple on my scalp just mirror everyone. Oh, yeah, that, they're very related. Because often you pop the pimple, get, and then it, that's how you get the, the scab. scab that yeah. we love to pick. I love that, by the way. It's fun, right? It's a, yeah, it's I one of the best it. scabs oh, to pick. I not, but the pimple that you pop that you can't see. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like know. the ones in the front, kind of boring because you see it. There's your fingers. Yeah, but the one where it's behind your head and you're not using a mirror and and you hear it and mm. you see it mm. afterward. No, but I love it. Oh no, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes if there's enough wetness. Oh, I love it. I'll go and I'll get the mirror and I'll look. Yeah. And, you know, i got to like, it's hard sometimes. I yeah. need an extra set of hands yeah. to be finding it in my I hair. had one on my hip uh-huh. and I was, I was working at a shoe store. This is disgusting, by okay. the way. And I felt it in the back, right? It's, it's like on my hip in the back, right? So I can't see it, but I'm feeling it. And I start squeezing it. I hear this thing rip through layers of skin wow. and shoot the back of my palm. And I look at my hand and I'm oh. like, oh, my God. <laughs> the person who was getting the shoes should have wondered where your hand is. Yeah, been. disgusting. White or red? Oh, that was white. Oh, I squeezed it again. Red. Yeah. Yeah. Usually this. That's the, yeah. That's the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aftermath. <laughs> Afterbirth. Fallout. B. Slammon says, deodorant is the ninja of toiletries. No matter how careful I am, it sneaks in and attacks the outside of my shirt. Yes. Yep. But then if you rub the shirt fabric on itself, you can often get okay, it off. Can I give a secret? Please. All right. Here's the secret to putting on. First of all, you should be getting uh, the, the, the deodorant that doesn't stain. Yes. First of all, if you wear a black shirt, Invisible. it's got a little black shirt logo on on the deodorant. Two, the secret is if you don't have that kind of deodorant, put the shirt on backwards. Oh, interesting. And then flip yeah. it around? And you flip it. No, you put it over your head first and then you flip it down. Yes, because the Get problem it? comes from putting your, the sleeves putting on. Putting the shirt yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Dan Dodge says... Getting a plugged toilet to unclog by flushing two to three times and not resorting to the plunger is as exciting as slots. I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. But if I did, I'd say yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you understand what I said about putting the shirt on backwards or no? No, I totally do. So t- what I meant to say is inside out. Pull the shirt inside out. Get it? Oh, I did. Put your Maybe head I through didn't. the... So, oh. so you see the shirt right so here? Yeah, yeah. Put the shirt on upside down. Upside down, but inside, inside out. out. Yeah. Get it? And then you put and it you- over your head... Roll so you already over. have the deodorant on because right. you're naked. Then you put the you put your head through the the hole, uh-huh. and then you slip it. In, you get it because it's now, inside yes, out. Yes, now I get it. I and did. now it won't touch anything. That's, That's the smart. Secret. It's dumb, but very smart. It's well. See, as uh, what I th- I thought you were just saying, put your put it over your head first, no. and then put your no, because you'll in. still get it. Get it? Yeah. St- it'll still smear. It'll it'll rub somehow. But right. If you do it inside out, put your head through the hole. It won't because it's it's you're coming from the inside of the shirt. Right. <laughs> this is so stupid. No. no, it's actually really helpful. Right? Absolutely not stupid. There well, you Joe go. Coy, thank you so much. I love you. I love you. Next time I'll be funny. No, I, it's a, 
I, I people think can I'm, hear funny Joe Coy all over the place. We aw. want real, honest. Thank you. Be talking about the the real shit, Joe Coy. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so people can follow you on Twitter at Joe Coy. Yeah, at Joe Coy. And what else should they go to? Uh, you, you know, this weekend, November. Can I put a date out there or no? You can. I'm not sure exactly when this is going to air. Oh, okay. But you, but tell us anyway. Treasure Island. Okay. Treasure Island, I'm there. And then uh, uh, after that, it's Toledo, Ohio. Well, if they want to find your dates, should they go to your oh, website? Oh, JoeKoy.com. Okay. J-O-K-O-Y. And there that's anything. Twitter, everything. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, why not follow? Uh, click, sorry. I am talking so fast. I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. Click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. And also, we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You need it. You need to get that. You can search Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. Okay, Joe Coy, thank you so much. Thank you, Allison. Um, and uh, thank you for listening, you guys. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Now that the show is over, don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. That's HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. Or just go to AllisonRosen.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner. This is Corolla Digital.